Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. This is a powerful chapter, Psalm 119. It's all about the word, the goodness of God's word. Let's start with verse 13 tonight. This is key. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I believe that can also be speaking, just speaking the word out loud. Just speaking the word out loud. That should be part of your devotional life. It should be part of your personal life. It should be just part of your life, period. You remember, I love this example. You remember how your grandma used to make whatever she made, biscuits or tortillas or something, and she'd be in the kitchen mumbling, talking to herself? Well, I'm not nearly as old as your grandma was yet at that point, but I talk to myself. I just do. My wife often goes, what? I'm practicing a language, a word, part of a sermon, saying something out loud, seeing how it sounds on my tongue. But many times I will say the word out loud, and we've been doing that a lot lately, my wife and I, just speaking the word out loud. Why do you think that is so important to speak the word out loud? What do you think? Anybody in the house? It's not a trick question. What, ma'am? The devil flees when you speak the word. That's a pretty good answer. Scripture says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I believe you're resisting him if you are speaking the word. I agree. Hold that thought. I'm coming right back to you. I, I can see good out of the corner of my eye. I'm preparing for fatherhood. Yes, ma'am. What were you going to say? <laughs> and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word accomplishes what he sent it to do. He said, my word will accomplish what I send it to accomplish, he said. I was, man, we had a talk with dad today about part of this. Don't forget what you're going to say, Michael. That verse that Jesus says, have faith in God to his disciples. If you look in the, the Greek interlinear where it's giving the actual words, word by word in Greek, it says, have the faith of God. I don't know why the translators didn't just put that in. My dad's like, maybe it baffled the translators. And they're like, can that be right? Have the faith of God? Well, it goes on later in the epistles in the New Testament, and it says, be imitators of Christ. So if he has the faith of God, he's God in the flesh, operating in God's faith, we're supposed to imitate him in love and everything else and forgiveness. Why not imitate his faith? So let's have the faith of God. And you can do that by speaking things that are not. As though they were. Because, yeah, you know how it is in your situation sometimes. It's like, man, this isn't. I've heard people get religious, but it's not even true yet. It's true in the spirit realm. It is true. By his stripes I am healed. That's a faith statement, man. Yes, sir, I like using the word man. Go ahead. Oh, I like that. That is big. This is big right here. Stop everything. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And did you know when you can hear yourself say it? <laughs> it's a big deal. Did you know I've recorded myself saying some scriptures before and listened to it later? Because it's you saying it. Hey, listening to preaching is important. That's why we're here tonight. Praise God. We're learning together. And I've learned over the years. I've sat under some of the best. And, man, we had some champions here in the house. We had Pastor D and Pastor Coy and Angel Madera and... 
Oscar Gonzalez. We did not hear from Pastor Sanabria because he speaks English as well as us, but he doesn't like to preach in English. I'm telling you, he speaks great English. But um, I'm going to need to just get him over here and, and just translate for him. Say, Pastor, you're not comfortable. I'm going to just translate for you because Pastor Sanabria is amazing. But the word spoken, and you receive it in faith. You don't block it out. Man, that, that really builds up your faith. That does stuff for you. So you speaking the word yourself, yeah. Yeah, it changes things. Rearranging destinies. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. That's verse 13. That's key. Verse 14. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. Isn't that something? <laughs> I have rejoiced in your laws. 15. I will study. We're in Psalm 119, verse 15. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. You ever read the word and just slowed down and said, well, what did he mean? By that. You ever read the word and called, so, uh, called a friend or asked one of us maybe or asked your husband or wife or looked it up, Googled it, whatever, and said, man, what exactly does that mean? I need to reflect on that. How, how does he mean that? Am I supposed to? You ever read the word and said, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you ever read the word and said, hey, I'm doing okay with that, but boy, the next verse really got me. Study your commandments Reflect on your ways. Think about God's ways. Verse 16, I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Scripture says that God had something against the children of Israel back in the day. And what one of the things he had against them was, well, they were complaining in the desert and different things. But he also told them, you did not serve the Lord gladly. Like, oh, we gotta do we gotta go to church, you know? Oh, we gotta, man, we gotta pray. I'm sure we've all been there somewhere, even if in just just in our heart. Man, we gotta, oh, I gotta read the Bible. No, you don't gotta read the Bible. You get to read the Bible. There's places in China where for years now they've been passing around Bibles, they had to tear pages out and send a page throughout the community or through the underground church. Why? Because the Bibles were illegal, and they would memorize the Bible page by page, and that's all they had was a page. How many of y'all have ever used Bible Hub? Anybody use that? I love Bible Hub. I have the app. Some of you use the, I like Bible Hub. It's simplified, and it has all kinds of stuff. You, I mean, there's commentaries, there's different languages, there's different versions. We have access to so much stuff, and sometimes we take it for granted. We've got to delight in, in his decrees and not forget his word. Verse 17, he says, Be good to your servant, Lord, right? That I may live and obey your word. Keep giving me life, God, so that I can keep living and obey your word. Verse 18, I like this one. This really stuck with me. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Things you've never noticed before in the word. You ever have that when you read the Word? We were hanging out with Dad today. And Dad, Dad's interesting because you ever, you, you say, oh man, well that's just his church. He comes to church and he's just, he's talking about the Word here. No. You go to his house and sit down with him. He's talking about the Word. You stand over food and cook food. He's talking about the Word. I've, I've taken, we've taken a grill to his house before and cooked hot dogs and he's talking about the Word. You call him and he's bringing up the Word. 
He's just, he's constantly talking about the word. And he said, if, this is powerful. He said, have you ever noticed this today? This is all about the word. He said, have you ever noticed this? He's reading through the book of Exodus right now. That's where I am in the one-year Bible is Exodus as well. But he's doing a different reading plan, and he's in Exodus. And he said, did you notice, he asked me and Jen, he said that God told Moses, whatever, basically, whatever you say, that's going to happen. God gave him the authority and then released him. And so Moses would repeat God's word, and then it would happen in Egypt. God did exactly what Moses said. Is that unbelievable? Yes, ma'am. You did. Is Can you imagine? Can you imagine God sends you to work and goes, go today. I'm not saying your boss is Pharaoh, but he might be. I don't know. But you still got to honor him or her or them or whatever. But can you imagine you showed up at work and God said, you need to tell them if they don't get right, you're going to do a sign and I'm, I'm going to strike somebody's car out in the parking lot with lightning. That would freak people out. It's the equivalent of that. Everything Moses said, God said, you go do it, and I'm going to honor it. You go say what I said, repeat it. He even told Moses, he said, I'm going to make you like God to them. That means whatever he says happens in front of them. Because God himself didn't come down and on his throne and go, I'm going to show you. No, he said, I'm serving the God I am, the one who has always been. And he said it, and I'm going to honor him, and I'm going to tell you what he says. And if you don't let his people go... He's going to do this every time. So God said, I'm going to make you like God to them. Can you imagine? You can be, have the faith of God. You can be Christ-like in living like him, saying what he says. That is powerful. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Man, even that right there, that actual verse is actually some powerful new truth to me. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. I am only a foreigner in the land, verse 19 says. I'm only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. What does that mean? Well, Scripture explains Scripture. There are certain contexts in scriptures, <clears throat> in the Scriptures that say we're like pilgrims. We're passing through. It talks about in a faith chapter in Hebrews that patriarchs of faith they were too good for this world because they were just passing through. We're walking through the wilderness, wilderness of life sometimes. You're just, this isn't our final resting place, is it? It's not our final home. Thank God. Can you imagine if you were just supposed to be <clears throat> in Hobbes for the next thousand years? Some of you are like, yeah, but I don't ever want to die. Hey, man, if Jesus does not return, we will go graciously and peacefully to heaven and we'll be promoted Praise God. This is not our final resting place. This is not our permanent home. I can prove it to you. When we bought our house, August 19th of 2011, other people had lived there before us. We didn't build it. It was renovated, but somebody else renovated. So the builders had bought it, renovated, and sold it to us. But before them, there was somebody else who lived there, and their last name was Ortega because I still get their mail eight years later. It was somebody else's house. And you can look in the tax records. I promise you, because the house was built in the 50s, there were lots of other owners there. Some moved away. 
Some may have gotten foreclosed on. Some may have sold it. Some may have refinanced it. Some may have given it away. Maybe someone inherited it. It's crazy, but that house is still here, and these folks have moved on. God gives us stuff, and we get to manage it during our lifetimes. I'm always thinking about that because I'm going, if I take real good care of my truck, we pay it off, man, I'm going to sell it for a good, good resale value. It's not, I, don't want it, I don't want it forever. I don't want it for the next 50 years. It's a great blessing. That truck is a great blessing. But we're just, we're just foreigners in the land. We're taking care of the stuff God has given us. So we've got to see life like that, push it out into eternity and say, how important is this to me? How important? Are you doing things that matter for God? Think about this. Somebody needs to hear this because I needed to hear this from God. Is we've got to rest. And we've got, there's a difference between resting and vegging, I believe. Okay, I got that revelation today. I listened to a lady's podcast or her video or something. She was talking, she got a revelation of rest. Now, we think rest is watching 17 episodes of, I don't know, the Brady Bunch. I don't know. I don't know what people binge watch. Some, some of that stuff spooky, some of the things they watch. But that's not necessarily rest. Rest is spending time in God's presence and turning off devices. Rest is taking a nap and, yeah, not looking at your phone or whatever. But in life, you have to rest as you pass through because you're just, you've been entrusted with a body. You have a body in which to serve God with. You've been, you're only a foreigner in the land. You're only passing through. And you only get one body, somebody said. That is, hey, no truer words have been spoken, right? You only get one body. That's verse 19. I'm only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. Show me stuff, God. Please speak to me. Verse 20. <clears throat> I am always overwhelmed with a desire for your regulations. Wow. The psalmist said, I, I just have such a deep desire just to know more of your word. Read your word, read your word. Ask God today. Ask him to give you a desire for his word and his presence like never before. You know, don't let this year pass. It's not, I don't believe it's just another year. God keeps speaking that to us through different people, prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers. We keep getting that. We keep hearing that. Don't treat this year like you did last year. Treat this year better. Treat it even with more respect, more expectancy, more, more hope. And just say, this year is different. God is really trying to get our attention this year. Am I doing stuff that matters for him? Am I doing stuff right now that will matter years from now in his kingdom? Okay. Verse 21. This is a interesting verse. You rebuke the arrogant or the proud or the those that, yeah, the proud. Those who wander from your commands are cursed. That's interesting how those are two those are paired together, those two phrases, as part of that whole sentence. You rebuke the arrogant. Those who wander from your commands are cursed. So if we wander from the Lord's commands, we are arrogant because we think we can do it on our own. We're proud. We think, we, I don't need God for that. Wow, those who wander from your commands are cursed. Verse 22. Don't let them scorn and insult me, for I have obeyed your laws. <laughs> David's Psalms and the book of Psalms have you noticed it's just a journal, really? There's lots of revelation in there, even about Jesus, about our lives. I mean, but he's writing down stuff. There's, there's one psalm where he says, Lord, how long will you hide from me? 
Lord, destroy my enemies. He's writing down what he thinks. He's writing down what he's been through. And right here, this is so special. He says, don't let them scorn and insult me, for I have obeyed your laws. People are talking trash about me, but I'm doing my best, right? Verse 23, even princes sit and speak against me. Important people are talking about me, talking bad about me, but I will meditate on your decrees. No matter what, stay in God's word. Keep meditating on his word. Verse 24, your laws please me. Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. Look at verse 25. I lie in the dust. You ever felt like that? I am laying down in the dust right now. Revive me by your word. You ever needed just a shot in the arm, man, even beyond caffeine? Caffeine can be great. But man, you're... You think, I just need something. God, you've got you've to do something in me. I feel, I feel like I've been brought low by the situation or I'm worn out or whatever. Revive me by your word. That's powerful. Verse 26, I told you my plans and you answered. Now teach me your decrees. Sometimes you tell the Lord and he answers and he goes, not that. Not that right there. Sometimes he says, that's great. That's a good idea. That's from me. But sometimes he says, that right there, don't do it. I've had that lately. I had some thoughts. I won't get into details, but I was telling my wife about it. I said, you know, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to call them. I'm going to see if they want to do this. And and Jen just said, hey, only if you have peace. And I thought, do I have peace? Do I have peace? No, I don't even want to mess with those folks right now. (laughs) I don't even want to mess with that. I don't even want to go there right now. I'm going to give that to God and pray about it, see what his will is. I don't know if you're this way. Do you ever just get in a rush and like, I needed it yesterday. It's got to happen now. And I know personalities are different in here. We've got all kinds of different personalities. We have introverts, extroverts. We've got folks that just make it happen when there's strength and others go, I'm going to pray about it and wait. And, but I'm telling you, there's been times where I said, no, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, why? I feel led to go, Take a break right here from this verse. What verse are we in? We're in 26. Let's go. Let's move down a little bit. Micah, if you would, let's go to Psalm. <clears throat> Psalm 127, verse 1. This is important. Thank you, Mom. Psalm 127, 1. I feel like the Lord, and, and the, the whole chapter is just five verses, but I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read just... Mm, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Have you seen famous people? I always notice this. Famous people spend like 50 million or something on a house. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but it's crazy the amount of money they spend on stuff. And then you'll see it going up for auction, and they're selling it now for $10 million or $15 because he got caught with drugs or they got, they got divorced or there was a big this and that or he wasn't paying his taxes. It's crazy to me. Unless the Lord builds a house or a home, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Verse 2. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest 
to his loved ones. I heard someone say this the other day, and it really registered with me because what I heard today from this woman of God contradicted that, and it's scriptural. There's a thing now, and people tell you, man, you got to beat the competition, man. I'm not saying you don't need to be excellent, but look at what their advice is. Man, if you're already getting up early, get up even earlier. You are already getting up at 6, get up at 5, man. Arrive before everyone. Do it. You can beat. You can win. So you can just be the best. You strive. You strive. And that's great to a point. I'm not, I'm not saying be lazy. But man, when does that end? We as believers, we've got to learn to lean on God. And I'm speaking to myself tonight, people of God. I really am. Over the years, I've been notorious in my own mind for just forgetting to ask God for help or forgetting to consult God on certain things. Not everything, but some certain things. Like, man, we got to figure this out. I've got to work this out. No, he says, anxiously working. Anxiously working. Look at that phrase. Anxiously working. I know all of us are well-fed in here. We had food today. There's, there's food at the house tonight. Y'all are blessed. We're, we're all, we're all going to be all right. But that is such a valid point. Anxiously working for whatever. Oh, man, I, I got to. You should have urgency to do stuff. You should. But where is the balance? And I'm going to tell you how you balance it out. Here's the revelation from God. It's so simple. Pray more. I've always had a love for prayer. I really have. At the core of my being, I've had a love, love for prayer for my life, my lifetime. But man, spending more time in prayer, that's where it's challenging. I'm like, oh man, more? Oh, how are we going to do that? How are we going to fit that in all the time, all that extra prayer? It's unbelievable how much you add 15 minutes more of prayer, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. That hour it's almost like it takes off five hours of work somewhere else, useless work. It is unbelievable. I encourage you this year to pray more. Seek God more. You can't figure it all out. I don't care how smart you are. We've got some smart folks in here and some hard workers in here and some just all-around great people in here. But, you know, you've been down that road of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all on my own. And it just, mm, does it really make a difference in eternity, does it really make a difference right now if I'm just, I'm just anxious, I'm struggling, I'm worried, I'm figuring it out on my own? Man. Verse 2, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. See, this is tying back up into verse 1, unless God's taking care of it, right? It's useless. Anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Rest. He gives rest to his loved ones. <laughs> this woman of God, she said something that touched my heart. She said, according to Scripture, and according to God's Word, and according to God, rest is sacred. The Jews left Egypt, and God had to make examples of people because they, they wouldn't take a day off. They were slave-minded. They said, we just got to always work, do it in our own strength. They caught, this is hardcore, this is Old Testament. They said, oh my gosh, wow. Hey, I don't understand everything, I just know it's in the Word. They caught a guy working on, on a Sabbath. Sabbath for them was Saturday. They caught a guy working, this is really hardcore and old school here. 
caught a guy working, and the Lord said, you're going to you're gonna have to have this dude killed. Can you imagine? He wouldn't obey the Lord's commandment, and he's working. Why? God was saying, look, you're not slaves anymore. There will be rest now. There will be rest to seek me, rest to be with your families, rest, so you'll be balanced. And I'm telling you tonight, I'm not hitting anybody hard about, man, you're like, I got to work. I know, man, and God bless you. Y'all are, I know there's hard workers in this house. And whoever's listening to this podcast, I know you're a hard worker. But wow, rest is sacred. I'm still trying to digest. Forget digest. I'm still trying to swallow that. Because it's, it's true. I know it's true according to Scripture. I'm like, rest is sacred? Yeah, rest is a form of worship. God's revealing to me through this this time and through this month of really just seeking him lately that there's different forms of worship one is being quiet sometimes at prayer time not the, maybe not the whole time but not asking god for something the whole time and sometimes just say man well i pray in the spirit i'm gonna just and that's great but what about the times you just sit and listen that's a type of worship you're listening to him or how can rest be sacred to God? Well, he commanded it, so it must be something holy to him. And then you talk, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about in the New Testament, entering into his rest and not doing everything in our own strength. So, wow, that was a, a little bit of a side journey there. But we are in verse, <clears throat> verse 26, hmm. verse 27. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments. Help me understand, God, and I will meditate on your what? On your wonderful deeds. Beautiful. I'm going to close with this verse. We may go over some of these again next week, just a few of those, if I didn't cover them well. But verse 28, he, he says, I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. God's word is so encouraging. God's word is so uplifting and enlightening. God's word is a light. I, I, I love Amazon gift cards. So, I mean, if just, you know, God ever speaks to you, whatever. But we're not going to dwell on that. But I got some Amazon gift cards for Christmas. And I left a flashlight. I think I left it last year in the Dominican Republic. I think I had a holy moment. I was like, I'm going to sew this. And I left it. And then... I left, and I was like, did I leave that? And I regretted it, and I forgot if I gave it or not. And I loved that flashlight. It's so dumb. This is kind of a dumb story. Like, Lord, did I cancel that out by regretting it? Because I was all, did I leave it? And Jen's all, you left it in Dominican Republic. I'm all, man, I liked it. Why would I? Anyway, Lord, forgive me and let it be a good seed unless I canceled it out and then just forgive me. But with my Amazon gift cards from Christmas, I found these little and they're not the perfect light because I don't, you know, a flashlight to me is important. you got to hold it right. I know this sounds odd to some of y'all. There's stuff that people like, right? I like flashlights. This is just, I don't, I can't even, Amazon gift card, yeah. But the Amazon gift card led me to the flashlight. And I looked these up. They had great reviews. I don't know where they shipped them from. And they're little metal flashlights. But you know what? I just clicked that button, and I don't know how it works exactly. There's a battery, so it provides some kind of electricity, and there's a bulb in there. I know that. But I went out in the backyard to find one of the dog's balls or something a few nights ago, 
And I pressed the button on the light, and it's like it lit up the whole yard. I was so impressed. I mean, I just, I think I said something. I left the door open or something. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, because I talked to myself, and like Jen's right behind me, and she's probably in the house. I'm all, man, this is bright. I was amazed. A flashlight. It's just a little thing. Here's my, here's my point. Here's my point. You said, why is he saying all this? My point is this. God's word on the paper, sometimes people disregard it and they go, what's that going to do? You will be shocked. It may not look like much in your grandma's Bible and your Bible sometimes. You say, like, that's just a book. No, it's so much more. It leaps off the page and it provides light that you can't even quite understand. Psalm, Psalm says, your word is a what? A light and a lamp. A light to my path and a lamp for my feet. I turned on that light in the backyard, and I was just dumbfounded, man. I thought, you know, this isn't the best flashlight. It's heavy. It feels like metal. It's good, but it doesn't fit just right in my hand. But, man, I, I touched the button, and it just lit up like a huge thing in the yard. I thought, wow, if I can't see the ball with this light, it's not back here. There it is. I found it. It was to my left. I went and got it. God's word, you may not understand exactly how it works all the time, and, and we're just not. God is God. But wow, it lights up situations. It provides wisdom and insight and light and hope and life and truth. We need truth in this world. Let's pray tonight. Lord God, I thank you for your word. My simple prayer tonight is this. Oh, this, is, this is all I feel led to pray tonight, God, is give us a hunger. I'm going to say this a million times if I have to, God, because it's become so real to me, and it, it's always been important and real, but I feel like it's dropped down into my spirit so deeply, God. Give us a hunger for your word and for prayer. I, I don't know how else to phrase that. Give us a hunger. Give your people a hunger. The folks that are here tonight, they're hungry for your word. They wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night. It's cold outside. They have jobs. They had to rearrange stuff to get here, and, and they had to drive here, and they've, they've got lives, God. I know that. But, Lord, give me and your people a hunger for, for the word and for prayer like never before. Oh, I just feel your presence just saying that, God. I, what's the big deal with that? Well, it's eternal truth. It's ancient truth from the ancient writings. Just as your word is now and will be, my God. Just as your word is now and will be. You can leave the music on. Just as your word is now and your word will be. We can look back on the past and say, uh -huh, God's word always worked. I didn't see it. It wasn't what I thought. It wasn't exactly how I, mm, but God took care of it. His word always works. That's the same for your present and your future, just as it is for your past. God's word is the voice of God. So you pray, you speak to God. And when he speaks to you, he's always going to line up what he tells you. With his word, that's his covenant. God, let us have a revelation of word and prayer.
let us have a revelation of your word in prayer. God, pull us here on Sunday nights. If, we're, we're to, if it's at all possible, bring us here on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. to pray. And God, cause us to pray in our vehicles. Cause us to pray at home in the secret place. Cause us to pray at work. Cause us to seek you. Cause us to talk about your word. Cause us to just want to be in your presence, God. It's all you. It's all based on you. This life, even if we live to be old, God, a hundred years, what's a hundred years if we live to be that age? What's a hundred years in the scope and span of all of eternity, God? We want you. We want you. We want you. I know you're going to bless us, but that's not why we seek you. We seek you for you. Now speak to your people tonight. Give us a hunger for your word and for prayer like never before. Thank you, God.